listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, welcome you in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, Podcast 50. Woo-hoo! Uh, 19th of October, week 7 is has started. Um, I hope you started the Denver defence uh, in your fantasy teams because um, that was an absolute bloodbath of a showing last night there in Arizona. My God almighty. Uh, I think Mike McCoy in the last hour or so has been sacked actually as uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, which is no surprise to anyone. Um, I think what will happen is uh, when you pull a Christmas cracker this week, uh, this, sorry, this week, this year, uh, Mike McCoy's name will be on, on the joke um, instead of just a bad Christmas joke. Because let's face it, Mike McCoy is more of a joke than any of those Christmas jokes you get. Um, yeah, glad to get to Podcast 50, bit of a milestone. Obviously, we are joined today by uh, someone, by Lee, obviously, uh, who is probably really looking forward to the uh, to the Titans-Chargers game on Sunday. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and definitely can relate to the Mike McCoy being a joke uh, little thread that you put together there. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely shocking stuff. Uh, I mean, just running him into a brick wall. You know, his average yards per carry on first down is 1.9 yards. Um, and I think James Coe obviously put next-gen stats out on his uh, his running charts and just compared it to Melvin Gordon, and it's just night and day. Um, it's just really, 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 really bad. Uh, but yeah, like I say, yeah, week seven uh, has started. Week seven, we are here to preview the rest of the, uh, the week seven games. Uh, it's coming along quite nicely indeed the season. Uh, but just before we do... Just to want to remind everyone, if you're a new new listener to the podcast, welcome along. Uh, join us on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. We are doing a, a NFL jersey giveaway because we've reached the milestone of 500. We are up to well over 700 now. So thank you all for tuning in. But thank you for following us and being part of the Full Ten uh, Full Ten Yards Army. Really appreciate every each and every one of you listening. Um, so yeah, we're giving away a free jersey that will be drawn at the end of the month. All you have to do is retweet our pinned tweet and do a couple of things there. Just uh, leave your size, leave your team. Uh, and and just comment on that as well with the hashtag F10Y jersey. Really appreciate it if you want to get involved with that. It's free, so why why the hell not? Um, don't think there's really much else housekeeping really to do. So I suppose Lee, we'll just we'll just crack on, shall we? Yeah, let's go. Um, just mentioning just uh, really quickly, we probably have a couple of articles going up on the website uh, from two new writers fairly soon. So keep your eyes out for that one. But yeah, let's let's crack on. Let's get into it. Let's get into Thursday night. Yeah, first night obviously, yeah, it was a was a bloodbath. I mean, the, the first quarter, uh, it was it was finished after then. Really, I felt felt sorry for Joe Buck a little bit because he's been a busy boy this week uh, on his commentating duties. But I'm sure he didn't really appreciate what went on last night. And I say um, David Johnson didn't have the breakout that he uh, we all we all thought he was going to. Uh, Denver defense put up a nice score if you started them. But really, if you had Emmanuel Sanders, you did all right. Um, if you had, I don't know, there was uh, Philip Lindsay had a good game. Um, but really, not really, not a lot else unless you're in PPR to, to share at home about, really. But it was a not not a great game. No, not at all. Um, Denver had it won in the first quarter, really, didn't they? You know, scoring 21 points in the first quarter, yeah. and then coming out into the second, scoring another touchdown. Obviously, two of those touchdowns in the first 15 minutes were pick sixes, so <laughs> only went from bad to worse for Arizona with yeah. the final score. Uh, yeah, they're just the worst team in the league at the moment, um, and. Unlike a lot of the other teams that have got one victory, I feel like there's not even like the green shoots of recovery for this. <laughs> um, and then obviously to compound it, obviously it's about trading Patrick Peterson and now Larry Fitzgerald's obviously getting mentioned in that vein as well. Yeah. So it just goes from bad to worse to even worse. Uh, uh, you know, and then you get the news this morning that Josh Rosen 
uh, got injured using a boot, um, and that was with you know that was in the last two minutes of the game yeah, when the yeah. game was lost on like yeah. a fourth and sixteen play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just hope it's brilliant because you know this isn't all his fault. It's not him. It's the talent around him being bad and the talent on the sidelines being even worse. Um, in the coaching staff, uh, so I hope it isn't going to set him back for his career. But yeah, this is a this is probably going to be a low so far in his career, his short career. Yeah, I mean, you, you could maybe argue that they could, you could have taken him out of the game, but I suppose the argument against that is obviously he needs the reps to, to get accustomed to that. But obviously, you know, you, you're down as big as you are, what, 35 points, two, fourth and 16. Just punt the ball um, and just get out of there, yeah. The, the boot thing might be just more for story. I, I don't really... And I, I did see the... I know I know he actually seemed quite concerned about it when it actually happened. Obviously, he clutched it straight away. That's usually quite a bad sign. Uh, tried to run it off and that, but yeah, just obviously keep your eyes eyes put on that. But I, I, there is there is talent there. Christian Kirk is is going to be a talent, obviously going forward. Larry Fitzgerald is Larry Fitz uh, managed to catch a touchdown pass, obviously yesterday. But it's it's pretty much just that offensive line, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, and obviously the play calling as well. I mean, when you've got a, a boneheaded uh, Steve um, Mike McCoy calling in David Johnson up the middle twenty times a game, it's just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so then they never, yeah, that offensive line never has a chance to even make anything productive for that that offense, and um, they're going to be a top three pick come twenty nineteen draft. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like you said, there is talent on that roster, and they've not had like the most talented roster even in Bruce Arians' time. Bruce no. Arians went eight and eight. Yeah, Bruce Stanton and Blake Hammer quarterback. So you know, it's, it is down to the coaching. Bruce Arians obviously was a good motivator, and Steve Wilkes is a, is proving uh, to be less so. And obviously, like we say. Mentioned Mike McCoy a few times now, less more so uh, than he should have been. Um, that's not at all, really. He's been fired, you know, less than half over the season. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, say Denver. Denver looked like well beaters last night, but um, I'm sure things will revert back to the norm uh, in the next couple of weeks for them. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's move ahead to Sunday games. Then, obviously, uh, we've got the Wembley game again on Sunday, which obviously you are looking forward to, uh, Adam. Um, he's also going to that, so hopefully you two can maybe have a meet up and uh, have, have a little picture for the podcast. My two little boys growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did see him actually that he was going, so I might might drop him a drop him a message and uh, get in touch. Yeah, um, but yeah, just moving on to the game, um, could be. I don't know if this is my like pre-game pessimism kicking in, but I think this could be like a bit of a trap game for the Chargers. Uh, you know, on a long away trip uh, across the pond. Uh, against a team that hasn't been very good recently, we're on a three-week, uh, three-win win streak. Uh, by just around the corner, you know, players might be taking their eyes off the ball. This is the sort of game that in the previous years Chargers lost. Uh, mm. Hoping it's not the case this year, but this is another big test of you know potential playoff credentials. Um, that said, I don't think we will lose, but I think it could be like closer than we should be. It's mm. Just one of those. Uh, but the Chargers have put away teams that they're supposed to so far this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Even that might sort of have my head upon me in different ways, you know, saying that we, you know, like it could be a trap game, but I think we should win and I think we will. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I know the Chargers landed today, uh, which obviously didn't do Oakland the world of good last week. Um, but yeah, I just I can't I can't get excited about anything in Tennessee. And I just think obviously the Chargers uh, win last week kind of said enough to me that they'll take care of business here. Uh, I don't know when the, t- the Titans landed, um, but I know there's a lot of support for the Chargers uh, for the London game, so it might actually be more of a home game than it would be at the StubHub Centre, which would be, would be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, no, the over under here forty five points. Um, mind the. Chargers are six and a half point underdogs, so I suppose you'd you'd probably take Titans plus the six and a half. But yeah, Chargers Chargers have been decent, so I think 
rather than trying to think about it too much, just go with obviously what's what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, Tennessee put up a goose egg last week, uh, whilst the Chargers put up a, you know a decent amount of points on the Cleveland Browns, which is a dif- difficult defense to play. Uh, also, away from home is, is you know it's another game that they might they they lost in yesteryears. So I'm I'm pretty confident. Neutral venue, so it's not as if um, you know anyone is no Tennessee aren't at home either. So. Um, but I, I think it should be an, an okay game. Um, I, th- I think maybe the Chargers' defense might have too much for the Tennessee Titans, but it'd be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. But yeah, I really, I really fancy the Chargers. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I, like I said, I do, but it's just it, it's not going to be as simple on the face of it than it seems. I don't think. But yeah, yeah the one thing that stood out to me in what you were just saying is the over. Um, I'd bet the over. The Wembley games are pretty high scoring if memory serves correctly. Mm. Um, so I would I'd bet that over in this game. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I went a different avenue with uh, Adam there on the on the betting segment, which is a bit later on, so I'll, I'll leave it to my explanations to that. Uh, anything else for Tennessee, LA? Were you getting down there early? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, I, I think I'll have to, because I think travelling from my way is going to be pretty difficult. There's not a lot of trains um, oh, yeah. going that way this weekend, which is a pain, but uh, yeah, I might get there early, meet a few people, soak up a bit of atmosphere, and uh, yeah, enjoy a beer or two, I think. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Just look after Adam because I know he's uh, he's going to be absolutely wasted by probably by kickoff. So he's he's warned me. He's warned me pre. He's warned me already. So I will. I'll, I'll, I'll pass that warning on to you. Uh, talking of warnings, Buffalo at Indianapolis. This one could be a bit ugly. Uh, I think defenses might take over here. Indianapolis seven point favourites over under forty three. Derek Anderson in at QB for Buffalo. Yeah, they drafted him at short notice. I uh, don't think it's going to be pretty. Um, but he's not going to make the silly plays that Josh Allen's going to make. Uh, but then again, he's not going to make the plays with his legs that Josh Allen would. So it's difficult to, to know which way he's going to go. Obviously, he's a veteran quarterback, many years of experience. Mm. Uh, but again, the talent around him isn't great. Um, but you know, the Bills have got the, the good defense that you just mentioned. Um, but I think the Colts should take it. The Colts, um, you know, they're not playing too terribly. It's just they're making silly mistakes. Looks turn the ball over a bit more than he should. Yeah. But this defense has shown promise as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a slightly different different beast than the Colts have been facing recently. Uh, I'd expect them to take it at home, but yeah, this one it could even be really high scoring. It could be easy. it could be a really rubbish game. Mm. Um, yeah. But hopefully it'd be a good one. Uh, but I'm backing the Colts to take it uh, with their obviously star quarterback. I think he's going to have too much of the Bills' defense uh, as long as he cuts out the turnovers that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton should be okay for this one on uh, by all accounts. I think he had full practices a couple of times this week, so that's good news for him and obviously Andrew Luck. Um, yeah, Buffalo, I think this game's just going to be predominantly quite a run-heavy a run, a run heavy game because uh, I don't think Indianapolis is going to need a lot of points to put away Buffalo, but Buffalo can still, uh, you know, they're, they're tough on defence. You know, you've seen the, the six games they've played, they've been, you know, obviously apart from week one, but most of the games on, on defence, they've actually played okay, so... Um, yeah, I, I think it could be a clock-chewing type of game, so I'd probably take Buffalo on, on the handicap uh, and the unders. But, um, yeah, from from a fantasy perspective, we'll, we'll just uh, circle back to the Titans-Chargers game. I, I think from a fantasy perspective, leave all your Titans alone, and then but maybe just obviously play Rivers, Rivers, Gordon and Allen. Um, maybe Austin Eckler as well. Oh, Eckler, yeah. yeah. I'd go along with that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, and then fantasy for the build Colt. Um, I reckon, like I say, if Andrew Luck can cut out the turnovers, uh, he could be a, a start if you've got him. Uh, Shady McCall, because I think, like you say, the Bills are going to run the ball quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and what was my other one? I had one more. Hilton? I just forgot. Just um, Marlon Mack, Josh uh, Tarwick, T.Y. Hilton? 
Oh, Eric Ebron, that was Eric it. Ebron, yeah. Jack, Jack uh, yeah, Eric Ebron in there because um, teams have been targeting um, Edmonds at oh, middle linebacker. And if you know, out of the over the middle, and if Eric Ebron can sort of stretch the field vertically, I think he could be having a good day. He's obviously been playing quite well recently, getting a few touchdowns recently. Yeah, Jack- um, so yeah, I think it could be a decent shout as well. Yeah, I think Jack Doyle is out again uh, this week as well. So obviously he's no, he's got no one to compete for targets there at the tight end position. Uh, moving on to Carolina at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia four and a half point favourites here. Forty four point five is the over under. On paper, seems like a game that Philly should just take care of business. Uh, obviously they had that great win uh, last Thursday night against the Giants. So had a bit more time to prepare for this one. Uh, Carolina not really been convincing on both sides of the ball. Struggled obviously in Washington last week, so yeah, Philadelphia should be okay here. Yeah, the key the key to the game for me is how the Eagles are going to get pressure on Cam Newton. Obviously, when Cam can stand in the pocket, nice and tall, and he can dictate the game, and he looks kind of majestic. Then on the flip side, if he gets harassed, his accuracy just takes a dive into the floor, um, and he you know starts maybe getting a bit hot headed and getting a bit emotional. Uh, so the key is that you know, the Eagles front and if they can sort of cause pressure and push the the Panthers back. Um, yeah, I, I imagine the Eagles take this. But they've both been pretty inconsistent so far this season, so it makes it a little bit tougher to call. Mm. Um, both teams have got playmakers and kind of middling defence at the moment. Yeah. But I guess another key to the game is obviously on the other quarterback side is seeing how quickly Carson Wentz can start to kick back into his form. Um, you know, each game is going to get better, so I'd, I think that's another reason to back the Eagles. So yeah, take take them on this one. Yeah, it could be a lot of fantasy points to share around here. Obviously, there's not really too many yeah, weapons for both teams. Uh, Corey Clement and Wim Smulberg could get a few bit, you know, if he, Doug Pedersen gets a bit creative, they could have a few points. But Alshon Jeffrey, I expect it to get funneled to him. Obviously, Zach Hurts as well. Um, you know, you, you're starting Zach Hurts every week, judging by the, the landscape of the tight end position. Carolina side, Cam Newton, you're starting. Christian McCaffrey, despite a poor week last week, obviously, you're still starting. Um, probably. Mm, Probably wouldn't start any any Carolina wide receivers. Devin Funches might come out with a touchdown, maybe. Obviously, uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense has been a bit suspect at points, but then so is, so is Carolina. So you know, Jeffrey. I think Jeffrey uh, is is more of a confident shout, and then obviously the two quarterbacks you're playing uh, as well. But maybe covering your eyes a little bit because it could get a bit ugly. Could have have loads of turnovers, could loads of fumbles uh, if the defensive lines get their way. Um, but yeah, could be could be a lot of points to, to share around here. All right, let's move on to what should be one of the more high-scoring games of the week. Uh, Cleveland Browns visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Over-under here is 51, and the Cleveland Browns are 3.5 underdogs. Fancy bit bit of an upset here. Um, Yeah, it could be. Um, (laughs) It could be a fun one, yeah. The old one have been 51 has just got me giggling. That's quite high. But it's, it's, it's well within reach, to be fair. Um, you know, at times the Bucks offense has really gone off this season, and you know, and the Cleveland Browns have put some points as well. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would, I'd just say, take the Browns in this one. It could be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, my one to watch this one is David and Joku, um, yeah, and then Duke Johnson on the part of the field as well. Uh, they could be causing some problems. Uh, be looking to see how Baker back, bounces back from poor showing last week, and. Uh, See that offensive line can hold up a lot with that against the Bucks, who invested quite a lot in the summer, uh, in, a, in the off season with their you know, pass rush and defensive line. So it'd be easy. it'd be not easy. It'd be interesting to see because uh, they've been quite leaky. You can see if they can sort of start finding some form. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think there could be point, points all over the over the shot here. Um, yeah, Jarvis Landry, I think, will have a, a monster game PPR leagues. 
Uh, I think Rashad Higgins is still out in, in this one. Um, obviously, I had Cameron Brake last week, but I don't think OJ Howard obviously came back to the surprise of everyone. So you can probably fire up OJ Howard and not worry too much about what you know about whether he'll re-injure his knee. Uh, Mike Evans not had you know, stellar seasons of past, um, so he's obviously a bit more. Uh, the gloss has been taken off him a little bit, so maybe it's a good maybe it's a good game for him to get back on track. But there's so many weapons there. You've got Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, uh, who you know, should have had that uh, lateral play last week. Uh, and in backfield, still Peyton Barber's backfield by the looks of things. So Ronald Jones, I think, is going to have to wait probably quite a while before he gets a shot. Peyton Barber uh, had a receiving touchdown last week as well. So, yeah, it could be a lot of points here. It'd be interesting to see um, what the, the storyline I'm interested in here is the backfield in Cleveland. Carlos Hyde had a bit of a tough, tough go of it last week, so just but it might be quite interesting just to watch the percentage of the touches there in that backfield uh, for fantasy, for fantasy owners. But I wouldn't start any defenses, I don't think. Although you know, Jameis Winston's susceptible to interceptions, fumbles, and all the like. So if you've got Cleveland Browns and, and not too many other options, then you know it's, there, there are worse options out there. You can have the Atlanta defense, for example. But um, yeah, it should be a good one. That one should be quite an interesting. Could be. A really high, a really funky it score. Could yeah. It could be a fun game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what probably won't be as fun a game is the Detroit Lions at the Miami Dolphins, which is obviously still sweltering in the heat. Uh, but Detroit coming back off the bye, Miami at home, three-point underdogs, Miami, which I thought was actually quite surprising a little bit. Um, obviously, that overtime game win uh, against the Bears last week, over under here, 46.5. But I, I quite fancy Detroit here. Yeah, definitely. I thought this was going to be a controversial pick, but so do I. I think if they perform on defense, I think they'll take this one. Um, I've seen a couple of games of the Dolphins this year, um, just while I've been watching other games, just in the week on Game Pass and things like that. You know, a few gaming parties. I watched uh, last week against the Bears, and I saw in week one against the Titans, because I was preparing for this Wembley game, I was watching a Titans game. And I feel like they've won both of those games just through missed tackles and mistakes from the other team. It doesn't yeah. feel like they've they really like put someone away and like done done it all by themselves. Yeah, and obviously it's Brock Clock again on on Sunday. So whilst he was okay against the Bears, you, to, you look at Osweiler a bit like you do with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, earlier in the season. Mm. He's going to have his good games, you know, his bad games, and you know even if he has a good game a few games in a row, you kind of that kind of like builds up the likelihood of him having a bad game in the next game. I feel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, whilst Matt, Matt Patricia hasn't had the greatest start to his head coaching career. He's still like a great defensive man. That's the reason why he got the job. And I think he's going to, you know, possibly scheme the Lions a win here on the road. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I've got the I've got the Lions as well. Because um, like I said last week, the Dolphins just not a team that not a team that convinced me a great deal. But you know, just going for the the stats and sits, you could get Golday, Marvin Jones. You could have Albert Wilson as well. You could have Danny Amendola. Because uh, this could go, go both ways. I don't think you're doing anything wrong if you do start team uh, both teams players. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, Theo Riddick is out in the backfield there for Detroit. So I expect quite a lot of Kieran Johnson, actually. But obviously, because of the heat, you'll probably get quite a big uh, a big share between him and Blunt. So, um, you know, if you're really struggling, obviously, bye weeks this week, um, Legarrette Blunt's going to be out there quite a lot of leagues. So he, he could be a sneaky little pickup if you need, uh, you know, if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, uh, which probably many teams are probably doing with uh, some of the teams that are on bye this week. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced by Miami either. Um, and obviously Detroit have the weapons uh, on the outside. I think I, I picked up Matt Stafford as a one-week streamer in in one free league that I'm doing. So yeah, I, I really expect uh, Detroit to take this one. Uh, but interesting to see if the the heat plays a, a factor over there in Miami. Moving over to uh, AFC South clash, Houston at Jacksonville. 
Jacksonville obviously coming off the embarrassing loss by the uh, Cowboys. Houston, uh, never never the most uh, convincing team, but the, the Jaguars, four-point fav- favourites here, uh, over-under is 41. Yeah, before before the season, this was like a really mouth-watering game. Yeah. You know, one that might have been you know, flexed to national TV, like we've seen with the game we'll talk about later with the Chiefs and the Bengals. Uh, but right now, it just doesn't look appetising at all. You know, yeah. Neither of these teams that convincing... Uh, but it's still a big, it's a, still a big game in the context of the AFC South. You know that division's wide open. It's just that none of the teams are playing very well. But if I had to put my neck on the line, I'd probably go back, uh, going back to the Jags because you know obviously they got their ass handed to them by your boys last week, and I don't see the characters in that locker room or some of them at least like allowing that to happen again. Yeah, there was a bit of a lot of effort, you know, the likes of Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Telvin Smith. They're not, they're not going to accept that. Uh, and, you know, I think they'll have a bit of a bounce-back game. It's also difficult for me to back Sean Watson at the moment, considering he's playing with three or four different injuries, including a partially collapsed lung, I heard. So, you know, if you're asking your number one quarterback to go out there and he's, like, super banged up and, you know, possibly not be able to breathe, like, effectively, how can you how can you sort of say that they're going to win the game at this point? Obviously, you love to turn over at the moment, so, you know, your Jags D which you probably drafted a little bit early. You're obviously going to start them anyway, but they could be a good pick this week. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's more of a, it's a prob- it's a really good bounce back spot for, uh, for for Jacksonville. The offensive line for Houston's not great. They're not convincing. It could be quite a dominant one here for Jacksonville to get back right and, and get a divisional win. Uh, Deshaun Watson. He's not. He's not. He's not scaled. Obviously, the heights of last last year. He's not really looking like he's he's getting there. He's not really been much progression in the last week or two, uh, from what I have seen anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it, like I say, it's not. It's not the most enticing matchup as it was you know, prior to the season. And it's funny how we're only you know, seven weeks in and how the the the, the contrast is from what, going into what it is now. Um, but yeah, it's not really one I'm excited about to be honest. But I still expect Jacksonville to win. Uh, I, I expect them to, to do really to, to suffocate the uh, the Houston Texans. Just uh, Kiki Cutie for fancy purposes could be quite decent. They've been burned in the slot a little bit. The Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously Cole Beasley last week, um, and who was the other guy? Chris Hogan got obviously two touchdowns from the stop when they played New England as well. So Kiki Cutie could be uh, could be a, sleep, a sleeper there for fancy. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, QT has been a, a bit of a bargain in, in the you know the real life draft of the Texans, and then you know if you picked him up late on in, in your your dynasty league startups, or if you got in redraft, if you're in a really deep league, yeah, he's been a real bargain. So yeah, I definitely can get on board with him. He's mm. kind of overshadowing Will Fuller a little bit at the minute for me. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and obviously. Yeah. Can I just announce some breaking news? Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, fantasy implications. Maybe not this week. Obviously, it's pretty late in the day now on Friday evening. But I've just got a notification on my phone that the Browns are trading Carlos Hyde to the Jags for a fifth-round pick. Oh. So, breaking news on the full-time yards. Wowzers. New thing that we've never done before, but, you know, it's good timing. Carlos Hyde to the Jags? Carlos Hyde to the Jags. So, Nick Chubb owners rejoice. Wow. And wow, wow, wow. Leonard Fournette owners despair because what does that mean for your boy Leonard Fournette? What does that mean for Jags fans for Fournette? Yeah. Obviously he's banged up, but how he must be he must be pretty banged up because obviously TJ Yeldon's been banged up as well. Um, and they just brought on Jamal Charles as well. So pretty crowded back there if yeah. they're all healthy, which he obviously must be. I'm not so, like possibly 
I'm not you know, potentially potentially really bad news for Fournette, I would say. Yeah, I don't really like that for Hyde, if I'm honest. And I just traded for him in one of my in my home league for Jordan Howard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jordan Howard wasn't doing anything that offense because he wasn't really fit. So no, that's uh, very very interesting though. <laughs> <laughs> you the sound of things, unfortunately. No, I don't like that because I, I traded for Carlos Hyde because of his, the, the schedule for the Browns over the next couple of weeks. Well, oh well. Okay. There we go. There you go. Breaking news. Um, oh well. That's thrown me off track a little bit. But um, yeah, I think you're, um, you're, you're starting. You're starting that's all right. <laughs> you're, you're starting the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Obviously, you're going to get a lot of opportunity to get sacks. Um, forced fumbles and hits, but obviously with Joshua Mats- Watson, you're starting the uh, John Joe Hopkins. You're starting. I say Kiki Kuti could be a good sleeper, uh, but on the on the Jacksonville on the Jacksonville side, I don't know. You, you don't even you can't even start Carlos Hyde. You can't even start any running backs then, to, judging by that news, because uh, TJ Yeldon can't be that fit. Um, and then I'd say the running backs for Houston haven't really done a whole, whole deal anyway. So yeah, not not really too many people. You are starting for there. Let's move on to Minnesota at New York Jets. Quincy Noir is out uh, with a high ankle sprain, I believe, so he's gone for about a month. So expect Jermaine Kirst to step into that role and get a lot of targets. So if you are, if he's on your waiver wires in the PPR, go pick him up. He would be a useful add. So he would get 10, 10 to 12 targets uh, with Anumar with out. Minnesota, though, three, three and a half point favourites, which I thought was quite short. But obviously, New York Jets have put up 40 points a couple of times this season, so obviously their high scoring ability could be there. But this Minnesota Vikings defence, um, not obviously been the, the defence of, of, of last year, but the over-under here, Lee, 46. 46, OK. Yeah, I'd go over. And yeah, like you said, Minnesota being only three-point um, favourites, was it? Three-point favourites. Um, um, yeah. that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> they're going to win. They're going to win quite big. Because it's not only Quincy number that's out. Jets are missing Tremaine Johnson, Marcus May, and Buster Scream from their secondary. Mm. And that means they've got to defend Adam Thiel and Stefan Diggs with rookies, fourth stringers, third stringers. And as we discussed last Tuesday, Adam Thielen's the best wide receiver in the league at the moment. And Stefan Diggs isn't bad either. So expect a little 100-yard game. Expect a few had a spot for Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph as well. Uh, quite a lot of Kirk Cousins, I'd imagine. The, the Vikings are pass happy as it is, so once they get into that game, they, they start passing and they realise the Jets aren't going to stop it, yeah. then they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, get all your guys in purple back in there. Yeah, like I say, the Jets have put up some points, but you might want to throw some Jets in there as well because they're going to have to throw it to sort of keep up with the score that Minnesota are going to put up, I would expect. Mm. Uh, but that's that's you know potentially going to lead to down for turnovers like we've seen quite a few times uh, in his young career already. Um, so yeah, this could be a high scorer. Uh, this could be a, a, you know, an exciting game to watch, exciting game for your fantasy team as well. Yeah, absolutely agree there. Not not really much too much to add for me there. So let's move on to final of the six o'clock games. New England Patriots travel to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. New England Patriots two and a half point underdogs, which I think is absolutely. Astounding. What? I know. What? Two and a half point favourites, the Patriots. I'm not quite sure there, but uh, over under line 48.5. I just, Patriots are just going to win this. Um, and to give me give me two and a half is, is crazy. That's, yeah, that, that is ridiculous. I thought you just got that wrong then, the first. No, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry. I think it's going to be quite an interesting game. Obviously, yeah. we saw last how Andy Reid's offence matched up against Belichick and the Patriots' team. And now, just a week later, just like, yeah, a week later, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, a week later. 
Um, we have Andy Reid inside for Matt Nagy playing that defence. Um, obviously not exactly the same offence, but it's sort of it's just cut from the same cloth. Um, obviously the Chiefs are more talented than the Bears as well, man to man. But they still got some playmakers. The Bears, you know, and this Patriots team is giving up quite a lot of points. It's not like anything to write home about. So I think this could be quite you know quite a high scoring game. But definitely, I doubt the Patriots win, even even if they were favourites, you know, with the bookmakers. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a sort of game where you can sort of start anyone on the offense that you have. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots obviously usually take the best weapon out, so it'd be quite interesting to see who they kind of, if they focus on maybe Alan Robinson or maybe even Tariq Cohen, maybe. Uh, but Taylor Gabriel's obviously come to the fore the last couple of weeks. Um, but I'm, I'm actually fascinated to see how Matt Nagy kind of approaches this, obviously coming from Andy Reid. Wouldn't be surprised if he gives his old his old mate a, a, a ring uh, during the week saying, oh, do you want to help us uh, get you the number one seed in the AFC? Uh, give him a few tips and just see, I'm really fascinated to see what Matt Nagy does against the Patriots here, both on both sides of the ball. Um but yeah, it should be a fascinating watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, just with that in mind, obviously, I would say that they'll probably take um, and, and, um, Alan Robinson out of the game. Yeah. Um, so I've not mentioned him for a few weeks, but this could be Anthony Miller breakout day on Sunday. So obviously, if they're going to go to Taylor Gabriel a little bit more, and then Miller's going to be working as well as a third receiver, could be could be time for him to shine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's probably the game. Probably the game I watch. Uh, the six, I like to watch a six o'clock game. I like. I don't really watch Red Zone, um, so this is probably the game I, I will. Uh, I will watch. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm not a, not a huge advocate of Red Zone. Either, to be honest, I much prefer uh, you know to see the full game. I think you, know, you miss out on the nuances of the game um, for so much uh, yeah. if you're just watching sort of the the scoring players or the other Red Zone. Yeah, I mean, you get all the highlights, you see all the touchdowns, but you, you kind of don't really scratch under the surface. I, I just like to see how how teams play, or you know, certain how certain players play. Not just maybe, you know, sometimes you just got to take fancy out of a little bit. I'm trying to watch a bit more tape this year and not just watch red zone because you just see all the, all the highlights and everyone looks really good. Or you know, if they make a mistake, really bad. I like to see the, the middle the middle level. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that's obviously you shouldn't take everything that the announcers say as red, but a lot of them are really knowledgeable and you do miss like that sort of nuggets of knowledge every now and then, good stats that they pull out. I'm not saying you should base obviously your opinion on whatever the announcers say, you should always formulate your own, but you do miss that as well from Red Zone. That's yeah. sort of a little takeaway that I'd have from that sort of detraction. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating game all the less, but I, really, I expect uh, Patriots to win by a field goal at least, so that might appear a bit later on uh, with our little chat with Adam. Let's move on to the 9 o'clock games. Not many, um, obviously, because uh, the Chargers are playing. They usually play 9 o'clock, so they're not around. But the New Orleans Saints at the Baltimore Ravens. Saints, two and a half point underdogs. The over-under here is 49. Quite a difficult one to, to kind of forecast how this one's going to go. Obviously, it's in Baltimore, so... Uh, and Baltimore, obviously, we've just shut out, shut out the uh, Tennessee Titans. Obviously, I expect more from the Saints coming out of their bye. Sean Payton's really good at coaching around that and um, you know exploiting the, the weaknesses in the opposite uh, op- opposition. So it's another fan- uh, uh, fascinating game to see how this one plays out. But this one could be you know a, te- a 13-10 game, but it could also be a, a 40-37 game. Yeah, it could be. It's, it's, it's actually the number one scoring offence versus the number one scoring defence. The Saints, the offence, obviously, and the Ravens, the defence. So whoever comes out you know, on top of that particular matchup is probably going to win the game. Uh, the Ravens coming up a you know eleven sack performance last week against the Titans that we that we talked about. Uh, this is a tough offensive line. New Orleans are like their offensive line. Um, you know, it's one of the better lines of the last few years. 
And the Saints, just looking at the other side, have underperformed on defence. So we see, it'd be interesting to see how they sort of step up and if they can indeed step up. Because it's kind of getting late in the season to kind of keep saying that the Saints are performing compared to last year. You know, teams change and you can't sort of always rely on sort of things from year to year because the Saints were brilliant last year in def- on offence. Oh, sorry, on defence. Yeah. And it has, that was kind of the anomaly. And everyone thought, oh, with the, with the great draft class that they had, you know, this is down the new Saints defence. But was that actually just the, the sort of flash in the pattern? Mm. Uh, but you've got to be wary of, well, the Ravens' offence just going on to their side of the ball. Uh, they, they've surprised a few people with their sort of ragtag bunch of wide receivers. Uh, certainly me, I've been I've been surprised with them. But it's going to be a good one, I would say. Um, I would actually go for the Ravens, I would say, because I think defence wins out over offence a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll keep it tight. I think they'll leak it out. Um, on, I'm just kind of contradicting myself uh, with my start here. Uh, so Ted Ginn gone to IR for the yeah. Saints, so Bob yeah. Smith could be could be a nice start. Um, yeah. He's not going to be. I doubt he's owned in one percent of leagues. To be fair, yeah, he's a rookie, unheard of. He's mid round pick. Uh, he had a quite a big game two or three weeks ago. Got over hundred yards on three or four catches. Yeah, so he's shown that he can do it. And he'll, he'll step into Ted Ginn's stead um, in there. Uh, you know, for the rest of the season probably. Mm. Yeah, let's not forget this is also a Willie Sneed revenge game, so that'd be quite interesting to see what happens there. Um, yeah, Willie Sneed's revenge game. It's all about revenge. Love a bit of revenge. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean it's an interesting one. Uh, it's, it's a the, the Cowboys game is on game is on uh, Sky, so I won't be able to watch that. So I'll probably just flick over and watch this one. Although this this some couple of good uh, nine o'clock games actually we'll we'll get to. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to have a bet on any any time. But anytime you're going to give me two and a half points for the for the Saints, I'll probably take that if you if I was a betting man. But yeah, it's pretty much a stay away for me. But should be should be a good one. Uh, be interesting to see how Flacco plays, Cause, and it's also interesting to see maybe if the Saints have come along on defense a little bit and returned to the the form of of last year, maybe after the bye, maybe sorted a few things out. But uh, we we shall see with that one. Uh, as I say, uh, Dallas at Washington is the game, the second game on Sky on Sunday, um, so I won't be able to watch this one live, which is a bit annoying. But uh, Washington Redskins are one point favorites over under here, forty one point five, which is a bit a bit small for me, a bit a bit low for my liking. But I do fear for the Cowboys in this one. Obviously, have only won home games and only lost away games this year. I'm not quite sure if the the coaches will be as intelligent as they was last week uh, against obviously Jacksonville and Washington. Although Dallas over the years. Uh, in more recent times, have fared well at FedEx Field. Not too sure we can we can come away with a victory here. Uh, I'm not too sure to be honest with you. This is obviously a big rivalry game. Yeah, uh, one where the division worth the taking, and the most most consistent teams going to win it. So I think this is quite big. Dallas going to be buoyed by their win last week. Um, you know, a big one against the the Jags. Uh, but obviously, it's going, to, it's going to be a hostile environment at the FedEx Field. Um, Washington have been sort of solid, if one spectacular. Um, but this kind of feels like this is what this game is going to be to me a little bit. It kind of describes both QBs quite nicely. But I think it's going to be a bit of a worry for attrition on the ground, to be fair. I think Smith and Prescott are going to be secondary players. It's going to be mainly centred around Zeke and Peterson. Yeah. And I think that, to me, you know, if you sort of boil it down to that, that matchup, you know, I'd back Dallas for this one, to be fair. Zeke's going to be in better shape at the minute. Peterson's back, uh, battling a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. And I would say that although the Washington uh, offensive line isn't bad, Dallas have got a better one at the moment, even with a few injuries. And the Dallas front seven are playing really well on defence as well. So I'm going Dallas, and I think they'll shut down Peterson a bit more than 
the Washington defence will shut down Zeke. Yeah, I mean, I think the key to me in this game is is Dak Prescott. Obviously, had high um, high career in in rushing attempts last week, uh, and I think more of that would be needed again. That uh, the defensive line there, rush defense for Washington's pretty decent. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they use it. Probably get quite a lot of dump offs and and screen passes um, would be the order if I if I was the offensive coordinator. But then I'm not. Uh, I'm not. So uh, and I don't know what goes through the minds of them them boys sometimes. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Hopefully they've learned that uh, innovation is is the key to to winning NFL football games and not abacuses and whiteboards but we shall see um let's move on to another NFC West clash LA Rams travel to San Francisco uh, in, a co- in a in a clash I suppose of the uh, talented young coaches or the t- you know, young minds uh, on offense uh, LA Rams are nine and a half point favorites over under here 52. Yeah, it is, it's a really good clash coaching-wise, and I kind of wish it was more of a clash on the field. Obviously, the 49ers have got too many injuries at the moment. They've been sort of decimated, probably more than anyone in the league. I've not got the, the official sort of numbers in front of me, but it just seems that every week the Niners have just lost another player. So with that in mind, I think they've got too many injuries to cope with the hottest team in the NFL right now. It's only going to go one way for me. Um, if it, what, was it, what were they favoured by, nine? Nine and a half, yeah. I, no, no, I think they're going to win by more than ten, so I would, I would go with that. Um, the Niners have been keeping things interesting, though. To be fair, they've not been sort of rolling over and having the belly tickle, um, which probably means it probably won't be a, a, a huge blowout. But I do think they'll win by a comfortable margin. I'd say more than ten. Um, yeah. The Rams might give up a few points, though. So you know, it, it could be an interesting game, unless especially one for fantasy. Mm. You know, getting your playmakers in there because CJ Beathard's not. He's not sort of limited, he's not scared, he's not like a Tyrod Taylor who's coming in sort of as a, a backup and he's just sort of doing the bare minimum and playing sort of conservative football. He's chucking it around, he's making mistakes, that's his backup quarterback. Yeah. But he's throwing it around and he's making it exciting, that's what I mean. So the, the 49ers are going to come in and just sort of roll over, but no. yeah, it's going to be a Rams win. Yeah, I mean, this is the Rams' third away game in a row, which is brutal in the NFL. So it'd be interesting to see how that, that kind of effect catches up at all. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup is out. Josh Reynolds is an interesting play in deeper leagues. Um, but for me, the, Ram, the Rams have been heavily favoured every game this season. Obviously, the last two weeks against... Uh, uh, who did they play? Denver. Obviously, just squeaked past those. Obviously, a mile high. So that was obviously a tough game. And then, excuse me, the week before, obviously, NFC West clash against Seattle. Just about squeezed through that one as well when they were favoured by quite, quite a distance. So it'd be interesting to see, obviously, nine and a half is a lot of points in the NFL to cover. I'd probably take San Francisco just because CJ Beathard has played a lot better this year. And I think Carl Shanahan's worked it here a little bit and uh, he's, he's come out a lot better this year than he than he was last year. And Carl Shanahan, I think, would be quite keen to let everyone know that you know there's uh, there's other uh, genius minds rather than other than Sean McVay in the league. So it'd be quite interesting to see what he dials up on both sides of the ball. Uh, but yeah, be, again, these three these three nine o'clock games are actually pretty decent watches. So whichever one was going to go on Sky, I'm I'm not, not I'm quite happy with the, with the silver medal. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, what you're saying is exactly right. They, they had two great offensive minds. Carl Shanahan was kind of like the Sean McVay of a couple of years ago when he was running Atlanta's offense. And now Sean McVay's just the player of the month, um, you know, for this this coming you know, this year and obviously past year as well. Mm. And, you know, someone else can roll around, uh, maybe from the college ranks, uh, and you know, get a head coaching job somewhere, and then they'll be the player of the month. And Sean McVay will be sort of less hot of a name, but that's just yeah. the way things go, isn't it? It's just fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Talking of fashion, I uh, don't know what the segue is there, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. I was, was going to say. 
I was gonna say something about Andy Reid, but I didn't really, I didn't really, really put Andy Reid down, so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> go through with it. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. I was thinking talking of fashion, Andy Reid. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I've, I've failed, and this this whole podcast is a failure. Podcast fifty as well. Oh well, never mind. Um, yeah, Kansas City host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs favoured by five and a half points here. Under over, obviously the highest of the week, fifty eight. I think there's a bit of a trap one in terms of points. I think this is going to go under, but I think from a betting perspective, I think you have to continue with the. Uh, going go on the over just because KC, what they present, and you know keep going overs until it changes. But yeah, I think it's slightly a bit of a trap game. I think they're enticing you to take the overs here. Um, and I think Cincinnati have maybe scored more, more points than they maybe should have over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but KC, KC win this one, improved to 6-1? Uh, uh, I don't know. This is, this is a good game. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the game of the week. Um, it's a big AFC matchup. It's going to um, sort of playoff implications, you know, either way. Uh, you know, both these teams could win the division, both these teams could go for wild cards. I think there's going to be a boatload of points. I don't know why you're thinking that there's not going to be. I've just, got, I've just got a funny, just got a funny feeling. Just got a funny feeling. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know if I'm letting my sort of head rule this, but obviously as a Chargers fan, I'd love Cincinnati to pull this one out of the bag. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Casey bounced back from their defeat after their sort of long winning streak. Arrowhead's obviously a really tough place to go. If the Bengals can pull this off, uh, lots of think of them as different animals. Obviously, I've been a, a big sort of detractor of theirs. But if they do this, they'll have to put the Bungles' name uh, away for a little while, at least. Mm. So I think that this could be a big, big statement, you know. And do you know what? I'm going to go for the Bengals. I'm going to go for it. I'm going I'm to go for them again. Uh, I did it the other week. I can't remember what game it was. Where I backed them. Oh, it was against Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah. And they let them down. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see again. Um you know, it, it sort of pains me to go against myself and what I said earlier on in the season, but I, I do feel they'll get this. Mm. You know, and if, if they let me down again, They're done. then I'm never going to back again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just can't. If it was Cincinnati at home and the line was still the same, obviously it wouldn't. Yeah, obviously it'd be yeah. different ways. But I, I just yeah. can't see them going into Arrowhead on on Sunday night football. Crowd would be rocking. Andy Reid is obviously a decent coach. He's one of the best in the league. Uh, I just, I just, uh, I just can't see. I just can't see Marvin Lewis winning. I just think I, one one thing I do think is sort of adding a new different dimension to the Bengals is they've got legit running back at the moment. Yeah. Oh they yeah. They've not yeah. had that. For, a long time, yeah, and they maybe put too much on Dalton's shoulders because of that. But now I think that adds like another sort of layer to their their game. Yeah, yeah. Kansas Kansas can't defend the run, so Joe Mixon should have a, should have a decent fancy game, certainly. Uh, but yeah, should be a lot of points here to, to share around. John Ross, I think, will be back as well, so he could be a speculative play in deeper leagues. But yeah, enjoy that Sunday night football, everyone. Uh, but let's move on to Monday night football. New York Giants travel to Atlanta Falcons. Um, in which it should be another high scoring one this one but Atlanta Falcons three and a half point favourites 54 is the over under I suppose it's just a case of two offences here just to see it just depends on how many points New York can put up yeah this this so we just sort of talked about the, the game between the Bengals and the Chiefs and we're saying that, that could be like oh I'm saying that could be a high scoring game but for kind of like the right reasons but this feels like it could be a high scoring game just because both defences are just really dysfunctional and broken at the moment it feels like it's just going to be calamity a little bit, maybe. Um, obviously, both teams are expecting to have much better start the season than they have. Um, I think both, both teams' seasons pretty much over. Yeah. Um, especially the loser, whoever loses this, and you know, I think the Giants are out of it. Anyway. We've talked about the Falcons in previous podcasts, and sort of always said that they're done as well. But 
you kind of think that at least Atlanta have got like quarterback, at least they've still got like a pretty potent offense, whereas the Giants, even though they've got talent, obviously Saquon's playing great, but Beckham's still like having his hissy fits and stuff like that. And it feels like a little bit of a, a ship without a rudder at the minute in New York for me. So yeah, Atlanta to take this. Mm. Yeah, it should be again, should be a lot of points. Be interesting to see if Julio can finally get on the score sheet. Odell Beckham should score a touchdown as well. The Atlanta Falcons can't can't defend anyone. Uh, Evan Ingram should be back for the Giants at tight end position, so a bit of respite there for any t- you know, people struggling for tight end owners. Maybe go and have a check to see if he is owned or if he's on the waivers. But again, yeah, should be a lot of points in this one. Uh, should be a good game. Obviously, Devonta Freeman um, obviously out now for the mo- for the most. Uh, I think he's done for the season actually, isn't he? With his with his groin surgery on IR. So Ito, he- Ito Smith as well as a name to, to circle he's on um, IR designated to return so he could return later on in the season oh right okay cool. Freeman I mean so yeah you obviously put him to bed for a little bit but um, you know if you're in redraft leagues you've got the sort of spot that you can sort of stash someone I wouldn't drop him completely just yet Okay, that pretty much uh, that pretty much wraps up week seven. Then um, I'm gonna go and talk to Adam, and we'll I'll talk to you on the other side. One really quick thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you you've spotted this, but obviously we had the controversy with OBJ going to the locker room early. Was it two weeks ago? Or was it last week? I can't remember. You yeah, know, it was this week. big story about oh he's going for an IV. And we were talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week. Be a highly tuned athlete, and why is he going to? He's come out today and said that he doesn't like water because it makes a sloshy feeling in his stomach. Yeah. And that's why he needs IVs all the time. Get out of it. Like, come on. <laughs> that is the worst BS story I've ever heard come out of a professional sports franchise. Get out of it. Like, he's an adult. He's not a six-year-old. Yeah, no. Like, I don't believe that. I think there's something going on there. I think there's... Like I said, this indiscipline that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was this incident happened. Uh, Pat Shermer's not running a tight ship there. No. Uh, I think he could be one and done in New York. Yeah, now get out of here with that. So uh, let's go. Let's go and talk with. Uh, let's go and talk with Adam and get all the best bets for weeks seven. And we'll we'll speak to you on the other side. Okay, you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Even Adam knows what time it is. It's time to win some quiche. Uh, after last week, Adam, uh, we had a really good week last week. Yeah, we had a few winners between us, didn't we? I think you had a treble. I had my Dak Prescott anytime at eight to one. Yeah. So yeah, not a bad weekend at all. You had yeah, you obviously had your two eight to one shots there. Niles Paul and Dak Prescott kind of had uh, differing games, didn't they? Niles Paul was done for the season, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead after what, two minutes and one uh, one play, I think. So, so yeah, yeah. So, at yeah. least the other one came through. Yeah, so Nick, I think I think I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you have uh, O'Shaughnessy up next in your uh, outsider any time. So <laughs> any Jacksonville, uh, just get through the depth I've chart. I've had a look at him. Yeah, oh, you've had a look. I've oh. had a look at O'Shaughnessy. He's th- ten to three, hundred to thirty, oh, and that is poor. way way too short. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, strangely enough, I'm giving that one a miss. Yeah. yeah. There goes the teaser also, but never mind. We uh, yeah, yeah, we move on. Yeah, so overall, overall, just to give everyone a kind of indication of how well we're doing this season. Uh, we're, uh, combined, we're over 15 points up 
uh, on the season through week six. So not too bad at all for a non a non payment tipping service. But ho hum. But uh, yeah, also obviously our, our, both our naps and both our next bests winning, uh, which was was also pretty good. So obviously there there are headline bets. So as long as we can get those in, then you know all the other stuff is kind of uh, novelty anyway. But uh, we we look to continue the streak uh, heading into week seven. So let's start off like we always do. Adam, do you want to give us your money line for week seven? Yeah, money line this week. I've got the Eagles, the Redskins, the Chiefs and the Lions all to win. That's about five to one. The Eagles are a much better defense at home and I think they've, they'll have too much for Carolina. Uh, also, um, sorry, next one up is Cowboys. They are a much different team on the road. Uh, I think they've won all the home games, lost all the away games so yep. far this season. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs are at home to the Bengals. I just think the Chiefs have got too much for Bengals, unfortunately. And the Lions are on the road at Miami. That one's a little bit more risky because the Heat seems to have been really screwing teams over, um, e.g. the Bears last week who just couldn't take the Heat. And apparently it's 84 degrees Fahrenheit it's expected to be there. So that one's a little bit more risky, but I, mm. the Lions are coming off a bye week. They should be yeah. fully prepared for that one. So 5-1 yeah. to one for those four teams to win on the money line. Yeah, I quite. I think with, with theoretically, I think I think they're just going to try and run with both the uh, running backs there. So I think they'll be good plays. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't have a look at Legarrette Blount any time actually. That might, might, might be quite interesting. But yeah, might be a decent against the pass. So be interesting. But yeah, again, it, it, it makes sure. What, what was the um, price on that one? Uh, about five to one That's for nice. uh, the four of them. Cool. Yeah, so I've gone with I've gone with a couple of the same. So I've gone Washington as well. Again, like I say, I think we're just a different team uh, away from home. Uh, I, th- I think Washington should have too much of us. Again, come off a bye. Uh, I'm not quite sure if the coaching maybe got lucky with one last week, and I'm not quite sure what they put into the game to get that kind of result. And I'm not quite sure whether maybe they'll rest on their laurels a little bit. Um, but Washington uh, in Washington, although we, you know over the years we've we've fared quite well there, and especially in recent history. Um, but I don't think we're quite the same team uh, as as they, you know. We don't we don't have a Des Bryant to Des Bryant to, to kind of chuck it up to. So I'm not quite sure. They're quite good against the run as well, uh, Washington. So I can't yeah. see us getting them as much going. Uh, tight uh, charges to beat the Titans uh, in London. Hopefully it'll be a bit bit, bit of a better game uh, than last week perhaps. But um, yeah, I think the Chargers are a much better outfit uh, than the Titans at the moment. Mariota and that offense is pretty inept, and I fancy Chargers. After what they did last week away at Cleveland, and also I think there'll be there'll be quite a, a, a cheer on for the Chargers uh, at Wembley. From what I've heard and what I've seen on Twitter, there's quite a lot of uh, a gathering of, of Chargers fans. I'd be quite interested to see who they kind of support. I know quite a lot of um, Seahawks fans were were there in last week, despite the uh, Oakland presence, and they were, they made quite a lot of noise to the the Seattle fans. So it'd be quite interesting to see what the you know, air quotes home home crowd is going to be like. Uh, I've gone for Philadelphia as well. Uh, again, I think they should they should take care of business there. Um, and I've also gone Kansas City as well. So we, we agree on three of those uh, teams, which is either good or very bad. Uh, and then just to... Just <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, exactly. Um, and then just to add it up a little bit, Minnesota, a bit risky going into to New York, but I think they they, they they should be they should have too much for the Jets, even if they are they are away from home. The defense should uh, should the, I think the, the wide receiver core in New, in New York also uh, is a bit depleted as well. So I just think Minnesota should be too strong and maybe start to get the big th- uh, the ball rolling there uh, as they push towards the the division. Uh, getting towards the division title there, maybe a wild card uh, spot if not. Uh, that comes at just over seven to one there uh, on Betfair. So that's my that's my money line. Uh, moving on then to handicap treble. Who have you gone for this week? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm off down to Wembley this weekend, and I will be an honorary Charger fan. So I'll be supporting along with Mr. Wakefield, and uh, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. I think I agree with you on um, the Chargers. I think they do seem to be the more heavily supported team this weekend, from what I've read as well. So yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, are they, are they, are they in your week. your handicaps or? Yes, handicap treble is Bills plus seven and a half, San Francisco plus ten, and the Patriots minus two and a half. Uh, the Bills have a sneaky good defense. They're apparently their third in the league, um, mm. according to their DVOA, uh, which surprised me a little bit. I don't really rate it, but it is what it is. Um, they are. Oh, I can't even remember who they're playing now. Bills are Bills are the, hell are they? the Colts. Yeah. Derek Anderson at quarterback. Yeah, uh, it's got to be better than Peterman. So <laughs> I, it actually gave me a little bit more confidence in knowing yeah. that maybe they won't throw three, four turnovers. Yeah, if, if Peterman's, um, Peterman's the, quarterback, it's 10 points, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, strangely enough, a guy who's been there a week is probably an upgrade over Nathan Peterman. Uh, sorry, Bless so, his socks. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, the 49ers getting 10 points at home. The Rams uh, is their third consecutive away game. Yeah. And they they didn't cover the spread against the Broncos, or I don't think they covered it against whoever it was before that. No. Um, so I've got to take the Niners getting 10 points. It was um, uh, Seattle. Bethard has actually been fairly good. Yeah. yeah, Seattle, they both won both by three, I think, didn't yeah. they? <clears throat> and the Patriots, that is now ticked under a field goal. Mm. Um, so I'm quite happy to take them minus two and a half yeah. on the road in Cle- in um, Chicago. Chicago. And yeah. Khalil Mack has apparently got a in- ankle injury mm. and is questionable. So that would help greatly if he misses out. Um, again, treble on Paddy Power. They have slightly better lines. Is five to one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, I really like um, Patriots. is a bit of a standout for me uh, on, the, on that handicap line. I think it's a bit of not quite sure about why it's two and a half. I think they're overplaying the, the, the Bears a little bit. Um, but I don't know if they're trying to bait you into, into betting uh, New England, but now it's gone minus two and a half, all absolutely over it. So I've, I've gone for those as well. Uh, the other two I've gone for, New Orleans plus three. Um, again, they, they had a bye last week. Uh, and I know Baltimore's a tough place to go and travel to and you know their defence just put 11 sacks on Tennessee. But I think uh, New Orleans have enough weapons about them and Sean Payton's clever enough to kind of go around that. Uh, and any time you're going to give me New Orleans plus three, I'm, I'm pro- quite happy to take it. Because even if it, is, you know, it should be a close game either way, um, and you know, field goal is, is more than you know, within the realms of, of possibility. So give me the plus three on New Orleans, quite happy to take that. And uh, finally, and I'm going to go into the fire a little bit here, New York Giants plus five and a half against Atlanta. Now, it's not for any reason because of Eli Manning or, or that offence. It's just how bad and beat up the Atlanta uh, defence is. Uh, they should be able, they've got the, enough playmakers on offence to, to put up points. Uh, and I can see them putting up enough points to, to keep it close. I don't know Atlanta would score as well on you know a, a, a bad Giants defence, but five and a half, I think, is fair enough. You might you might see a bit of money for uh, the Giants, so I'm just going to take the line as it is there. Uh, and that treble there, six point, just over six and a half uh, to one, just over 13 to two there with Marathon Bet. So they're my three. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too confident on, obviously, Giants plus five and a half, but I just think you know Atlanta don't have a defence good enough to win by more than a touchdown against anyone, so... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take a bit of a chance on that one with the, with the Giants. But yeah, I think the New England minus minus two and a half is is a really 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 decent bet. It's not my nap, but um, yeah, it was, it was close to to consideration. Uh, okay, next one up: total points treble. 
Uh, yes, totals are gone for three overs this week. I've got the Browns at the Bucks over 50.5. I've got the Vikings at the Jets over 46. And I've got the Bengals and the Chiefs over 58. Ooh, I think that's a trap game this week. You reckon? You think yeah, it'll be quite low, game. The, uh, the Chiefs? Uh, well, I'm not saying it's really large. I just think 58. It, 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 mm. I've got funny feelings about it. I, I can see why you would, and I can see why most people will. Uh, if it goes up any higher, I certainly play the unders as a contrarian play. But yeah, uh, any any reasoning behind any of those, or you just like them? Uh, well, obviously the books can't defend. Um, the Browns have been conceded. In fact, that line's moved up a point since um, I placed it about an hour ago. That's, um, yeah, the Browns lines. had they conceded a lot of points last week. Yeah. The books will keep on throwing. The Browns will keep on throwing. Just think that'll be a high one. Yeah. Uh, the Jets and the Colts easily won me my bet last week on the totals. Yeah. And the Vikings defense really hasn't been that good this year. No. Uh, especially against deep threats, which Robbie Anderson is yeah. a very good one. Yeah. And the Vikings will put up points. So I think that, that one, 46, is quite low. I'm, I do agree. I don't, I generally don't take over 50 points, but the KC games this year have just been crazy. So yeah. I can see there being points on both sides for that one. Yeah, I think, I think we said on the podcast before, you just keep riding it. You know, Kansas City offense is explosive and their defense is pants, so just keep riding it until it, you know, it changes. You know, if you've got no reason to change, then just keep going, keep banging the drums. So, uh, yeah, three I've gone for. Uh, New York, uh, Giants at Atlanta over 54.5. Again, I just that's way too low for me. I'd have it up towards the KC line, personally. Uh, just, just look at the last couple of games Atlanta have played, to be quite honest. Uh, and then I've gone for a couple of unders. Uh, I've gone Buffalo at Indianapolis. Um... I just Derek Anderson at quarterback. I don't think they're going to throw much. I think the, the clock's going to run a little bit when the Buffalo have, uh, have the ball. Uh, a lot of LaShawn McCoy and then Indianapolis probably won't need to score a lot to beat Buffalo. Um, so I don't think they're going to they're going to push as high as they have done in the last couple of weeks. And I think this game will be a, a lot more comfortable uh, being at home. So I can just see under. I mean, it's a low it's a low line in this day and age in the NFL. Um, but I just don't. I don't really see where the points are coming from. Buffalo's defense is still quite frisky, um, and I think Indianapolis have shown enough this year on defense to to you know to, to stifle Buffalo enough, and it doesn't take a lot to stifle what Derek Anderson led Buffalo Bills. To be quite honest, so I've gone under there. I don't like going unders. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the most. It's like betting a nil-nil draw in a football, isn't it? So, uh, and then just to finish it off, which I'm sure you'll appreciate me for, uh, Adam, is Tennessee at the Chargers under 45 and a half. Uh, and again, I, I just think the Tennessee, after, you know, last week they scored zero points. So I just don't think, I think the Chargers, whilst they could put up a lot of points, I can't see Tennessee scoring a lot. Um, and again, both both away, it's at Wembley. So, you know, that the Tennessee Titans, I don't think, have played at Wembley yet. So it might be a bit different for them. I know the Chargers have, but that was the second game um, in, of the international series. And again, I, don't, I think they could have it well in the hand here and just hand the ball off uh, a lot to Melvin Gordon. So I've gone under 45 and a half there. But I hope, obviously, to all the people that, out there that go to the game, and obviously it might be your first time at Wembley. So I hope you enjoy yourselves. But um, I don't I don't see a lot of points in, in that one. So apologies in advance. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. The, uh, the one Wembley game I went to was the Bengals game, and that was over oh. and over time and yep. everything. It was probably the best Wembley game yeah. we've had. So that's the only time. I'm a bit of a letdown this time. Yeah, it was a tie, wasn't it, against the Washington uh, Redskins? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was right. it was a crazy game. I think that was the first Couldn't international. Talk for three days <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first international Saint series game I didn't actually go to. So there we go. Bit of, uh, oh, okay. bit of Tim Lambert Monk trivia there for you. But um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, next up is, uh, of course, anytime touchdown scorers. Let's have it. 
Yeah, do you want um, do you want to go first on this one? I've been I've uh, led of the way on. Yeah, all yeah, so sure. Far. Yeah, so I've just gone for the treble this week. Uh, I've gone for Adam Thielen. Um, I think the slot the slot corners for the Jets aren't the greatest, and Adam Thielen has just beasted out this year. So uh, he's singly he's eleven to ten, uh, which is mind boggling. He should be odds on to be quite honest in the form he is in. Uh, I've gone for Melvin Gordon uh, in the Wembley game, short price, but one just to add on. He's just gonna he's just gonna score. He's also beasted out um, this year as well. And finally, uh, I've gone for Odell Beckham to finally get off the mark. Well, not really finally get off the mark, but you know get back to kind of his usual self. Uh, against that Atlanta, that porous Atlanta uh, defense, there. Uh, I've gone for the treble. That's just uh, eleven to two with Skybet. Nice. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't even look at the Monday night game to be honest. No, I suppose they had prices up. They usually uh, bit. They ooh. usually lag their feet. Yeah. Uh, drag their feet a little bit. But yeah, no, they're all up. Yeah, odds against for Beckham. I'm surprised to see that. Like you say, against that defense, it I'm, should I'm, be. I, yeah. you'd think a lot shorter. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm. I'm. I'm no longer doing ever again. Julio Jones in that part in this part of the net. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. I'm done. I'm done with him. Uh, Eleven games without a touchdown. Yeah. Despite the fact that he has all the yards in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. My travel. I also had Melvin Gordon. Um. Again, like you said, can't resist here at that price. I've got Alshon Jeffrey at seven to four. Like it, yeah. Um, not not easy against the Panthers, but he scored a couple last week, and he's obviously yep. proven himself to be a favoured target. And I've got Mark Ingram anytime at fifteen to eight uh, against the Ravens. It's a tough one because it's yeah, against yeah. the Ravens, and he'll have to score in the first half because the Ravens don't concede in the second. Mm. But I thought well, those odds nearly two to one. I thought that was yeah. far too high to be honest. So. I had to have a bit of him there. I mean, he's four to five at Ladbrokes. Yeah, I know Ladbrokes are pretty crap with the odds. Uh, that treble was eleven to one at Betfair or nine to one at Paddy Power. If you haven't got Betfair, no, yeah, nice. Yeah, now Ingram. I mean, yeah, you know, New Orleans must struggle to run it up the gut, obviously against Baltimore in Baltimore. But as it, like I said earlier in the in the segment, that um, Sean Payton usually manages to, to, to train and coach around that. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't mind that at all, 15-8. to 8. Um, Which leads us not quite nicely on to uh, the bigger price any times. I've gone for a couple myself. Uh, Jermaine Kirst, 2-1 to one, uh, against Minnesota. Um, again, no Quincy Nunez, Terrell Pryor is, uh, pr- is unlikely to play. I think he might be out as well. But, yeah, like you said, Minnesota defence. It's not, the, it's not been the Minnesota defence of last year. Um, and I think Jermaine Kearse, yeah, can can well, he'll get a lot of volume, a lot of targets. So maybe he can get a bit, a bit of garbage time touchdown action there. Two to one is pretty decent. Uh, Josh Reynolds three to one for the LA Rams. Uh, obviously Cooper Cup is out, so Josh Reynolds might see an increase in snaps and three to one for an offense that can score as many touchdowns as they want. I was quite happy to take that. And then to round off, a couple of tight ends. Um, CJ Uzmoir of the Bengals, twenty-one to ten there against the Chiefs. Again, you know, Chief, the Chiefs against tight ends have, have given up a few touchdowns over the season, so twenty-one to ten, just over two to one there is pretty decent. And a returning Evan Ingram against the. Uh, said uh, Atlanta Falcons 2-1 there. He's obviously coming back from an MCL sprain. And again, they're another team that don't do well against tight ends. They don't do well against anyone. So taking 2-1 there as well. So a couple of 2-1s and 3-1 shot there for my more more outsider shots. I was going to say, we have a very different definition of outsider, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Anything 2-1 is an outsider for you. I've got... Uh, the lowest I've got on my list is my, Mr. Marquis Goodwin at seven to two. Um, okay. Obviously, mm-hmm. we saw this week against the Packers yeah. how 
good and how dynamic he is down the field. And Bethard is definitely finding him. So I thought 72 was a decent price for Marquis Goodwin yep. for the 49ers. Like I've also gone with a little bit of a long shot in that KC Bengals game. Again, a tight end. Uh, obviously, not VS2. It's Demetrius Harris. He's 11-2 to two for the Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals, as the Chiefs, have not been very good at against defending the tight end. Mm. So I thought 11-2 to two for him was pretty good. And I've got a couple... Couple more that I'm tempted with, and pretty much all tight ends to be honest. I've got uh, yeah. Mo Ali Cox for the Colts. I've got Hayden Hurst for the Ravens. I've got Eric Swoop who won me a decent bet last week. But I think my third one will be staying in the flames with Dak Prescott at nine to two on Skybet yeah. for the um, Cowboys. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Shout. It's that kind of game again. It's another. It's a divisional game, and yeah. Hopefully, I say he had the most attempts uh, of his of his career rushing wise um, last week with eleven. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that still stays quite high. I read something earlier saying that they're um, trying to involve more incorporated runs, which makes sense because they ain't got nothing else. No, no. Well, you need to cut cut Zeke some slack as well. So yeah, and this is the thing: this Dak Prescott is a mobile quarterback. He's built like a linebacker, and you're not going to you know why. Why for the whole season, apart from last week, you, you're not going to get him out on runs? That's what he does. I know the quarterback's going to take hits, and look at Sean Watson, Carson Wentz last year, prone to injury. But you know, make make it. Dallas's O, o- line, you know, of previous years, it's been a bit clever, and so he's had the block, and then he's just kind of ducked out or slid down. So you know, you don't don't have to yeah. if you could, if quarterback's running, he doesn't have to take a hit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, don't mind that at all. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, don't, I said I said all last year that I thought they would have incorporated more designed runs for him, and they they just didn't do it. Mm. It was very um, very strange. But yeah. obviously, like you say, last week it showed how effective it can be. I mean, yeah. he threw for 186 yards, and mm-hmm. they still won the game by 35 points. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now let's say look at his rookie season as well. I think he's had six rushing touchdowns each of the first two seasons. So he, he can rush. He can rush the yep. ball. He's one of the better ones. Um, okay, to build up a bit of tension, we'll uh, we'll save the next bet, uh, the next best, and then the nap till last. So what's your upset? Your underdog of the week? My upset because I need to have one is the Cleveland Browns winning at Tampa. Mm, nice. What, what price are they? Um, not not huge to be honest. Uh, Six to four ish. Two point six. Two point six seven. Yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. what thirteen to. Two point six seven. Yeah, thirteen to eight, seventeen to ten kind yeah. of range. Yeah, that's fine. Cool, nice. Uh, I've gone for uh, New Orleans uh, to win in Baltimore again. Just a high powered offense off the back of a bye. Sean Payton. You know, if I'm if I'm if New Orleans, New Orleans are an outsider, it's uh, they're usually playing a good team, but. Yeah, New Orleans have more than enough there to to go into Baltimore and, and win. I think it'd be a high scoring one that one as well. So be a shootout in uh, Baltimore. So I've got my name. It's yeah, it's a confusing one. That I was listening to um, the RJ Bell podcast. Um, little plug for him. Uh, not that he needs it with his two two million followers or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I listened to that earlier, and apparently the Saints Ravens is a typical Throws v Joes game. They, the pros will always take the best defense in the league, mm. which is the Ravens, whereas the us lot will always take the Saints yeah. because they're the best offense and the most entertaining. Yeah. Um, but they did have one person suggesting that he wasn't entirely confident with that because I, I agree with you. I think with a week to plan for it, I, I don't know how really they're going to stop the Saints. I think that will be one of the more intriguing games of the week. Yeah. And it's a shame it's not on Sky, but obviously the Cowboys have to be on Sky, apparently. Ah, uh, they're not, are they? Boo. 
haven't seen this. Yeah, movie. Cowboys Redskins. Ah, that sucks. Okay. Oh, well. Instead of instead of the Saints three Ravens, which to me seems ridiculous, but hey. yeah, more more so because I can't watch it on Game Pass now, and I haven't got Sky. But oh well, never mind. All right. Yeah, I'll be drunk and asleep nine o'clock, so I won't <laughs> be watching any of them. Bedtime. Um, okay, what's your what's your next <laughs> best? Next best Vikings over. Uh, like I said earlier, um, over forty six and a half points in that game. I just I think they'll be quite a high scoring game. Mm. <coughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, uh, Vikings over. Cool. And then so my, my next best. Um, I actually tried to look for Jermaine Curse uh, receiving yards, uh, but not, there's nothing up yet. But if there's anywhere near 40, 40 mid forties, maybe fifties, I'd probably go over. Uh, if I'm honest, just because of the volume he's going to get, but I can't obviously, I'd, without knowing the line, I can't, uh, I can't really suggest anything as an next best. So I'm just going to have to flip and, and sidestep and go New England pl- uh, minus two and a half uh, as my next best. Um, but I do really fancy Jermaine Curse yardage uh, over. So can't really play what I want to. That was to, the but... first. Um, that was the first one I was looking for. Actually, was the Curse yards. That was it. Yeah. Um, I. It depends how sharp they are, doesn't yeah, it? If yeah. if they're clever, they'll have it over sixty-ish. Yeah. But if they're expecting an unwear, I think an was questionable. So no, he's definitely it could out. Help he's us definitely out for a month. Quite a lot. Is he definitely? He's definitely out. He's it? out for a month. Yep. High, high ankle sprain. So yeah, it, it depends how sharp they are. I agree with you. If it's forty, then definitely yeah. take the overs. Yeah. Yeah, so keep your eyes out on that one. So, but yeah, just for purposes of this, and obviously I'm getting something down, uh, I'm going to go New England mi- uh, minus two and a half. So that's my next best. All right then, nap of the week. Let's keep their streak going. What, uh, what's your nap? I went with San Francisco getting 10 points at home against the Rams for the reasons I gave earlier. Mm. Um, I just think it's a very big handicap. The 49ers pushed the, well, probably should have beaten the Packers on Monday. Yeah. Um, and I think Shanahan is going to be a bit peed off them and Gray's kind of stolen his crown as supreme king of offensive play calling. So um, I can see him dialing up quite a few interesting things. Mm. Yeah, divisional game as well. They always, yep. uh, NFC yep. West always play close. tough. Yeah, they always play tough. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, okay, my nap is overs in the New York Giants Atlanta game, 54 and a half. Said it earlier in the uh, in the segment. Just too low for me. Uh, I think it's going to go way over that. You could even get that at half times, if you've got honest with these two defences. And these two, well, not necessarily two offences, but Atlanta's going to put up a lot of points. And Eli Manning, yeah, he puts one at least one game together each year. So this could be the one. And again, like, the, old, the old adage of you know, play your pass, catch your money backs against Atlanta. I mean, you've got Saquon. Barkley there who just absolutely went nuts against Philadelphia who have a stout uh, run defence so um, it's, it's black and white isn't it so quite happy that there's going to be a lot of points in that one so over, over 54 and a half is my nap of week 7 so I think that pretty yeah, much nice. uh, that, that's us in the books isn't it that is us in the books yeah yep all done all good to go and fingers crossed we'll uh, be able to repeat last week yeah and say so, like for everyone everyone listening that you don't know if this is your first time to podcast we will put these up on the website uh, full10yards.com forward slash punting where you can look at all the weeks you can look at all of our um, profit and losses for each week and, and all that kind of stuff as well so we you know, try and be a bit transparent not just trying to shout out about the winners we ever like everyone everyone has losers as well but that's going to do it for this part of the segment. I'm going to go back and chat with uh, Lee and finish off the podcast. But Adam, we will speak to you next week, hopefully with our, our wallets full of money. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm, and my wallet's going to be very empty from being in London and um, <laughs> being at Wembley. So it'd be nice to recoup a little bit and um, the bets. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, you need a few winning bets to pay for those beers at Wembley Stadium, eh? Yeah, damn right, yeah. Fish and, fish and chips for a tenner. So. <laughs> 
fish and chips for a tail. Yeah, I ended up with. I ended up going in the tailgate last year and having mac and cheese, which was blooming disgusting. Very expensive mac and cheese. And so, and, so and, and, um, and what, I will not be repeating that this year. So yeah, I was gonna say. So what have you learned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely won't. So yeah. Yep, good luck to both of us, and I'll speak to you next week, mate. Yep, good luck to us. Good luck to everyone out there. Anyone who follows it in, if you've got any decent bets or any decent returns, uh, obviously just send them over to us on the Twitter at uh, Full Ten Yards, and obviously at Touchdown Tips as well. Um, we'll always give any good uh, any good bets a good retweet, any request to bets as well. We do love a request to bet on the show. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you next week, Adam, uh, and best of luck. Thank you, Tim. See you soon, mate. So there you have it. Week 7 is all wrapped up in the books. There's all your bets. There's all your fantasy starts and sits. There's all your game previews. Uh, I suppose there's nothing left for us to except to wish Lee all the best with his little visit to Wembley. Hope his Chargers win. Lee, I uh, hope you have a good time, buddy. Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. And yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch over fancy joining me for a beer, um, I'm open to oh, yeah, any invitations that anyone may have. Mm. Meeting up with quite a few people already, so anyone's welcome to join. Come and say hello. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, we mention it all the time, Twitter, at Wakefield90. Yep. Uh, just give me a shout, give me a DM, give me a tweet, whatever. Let's meet up, let's have a beer, let's enjoy Wembley and go Chargers. Yeah, there you go. My my sentiment exactly. So, yeah, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday. Um, for all those that are going to Wembley, hope you have a good time. Hope you enjoy the experience, especially if it's your first time. really is a good uh, experience. I'll, I'll be down next week for the Eagles-Jags game. But until Tuesday, it's goodbye from Lee. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good weekend and enjoy your football. And it's goodbye from me. So in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.